Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. We're visiting our grandparents for the first time. I miss you guys. We're having a great time. Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best that you two shouldn't come out of your room. 9.30? We think there's someone outside the door. There's something wrong with Nana and Papa. You both seem to be acting funny. Let's make it a perfect family night. The Visit, rated PG-13. Are you holding my camera properly? Swerve, girl. Stop, both of you! My mom. My parents asked if their grandchildren could visit them for a week. Here we are. This is where our mom grew up. I've wanted to spend time with you for so long. Miss you guys! Mom, we're having a great time. I have not seen your Nana this happy in years. <laughs> Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. See you in the morning. 9.30? 9.30. What is that? It's 10.47. We think there's someone outside the door. What the hell was that? I think Nana's not feeling well. Grandmother is fine. It's like somebody talking in their sleep. What's he doing? They're weird during the day. I was just cleaning it. And even weirder at night? Mom, there's something wrong with Nana and Papa. They're just old. Bear with it for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Nana, are you okay? They're hiding something. It's just the end of your trip. I'm sad it's all over. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Papa! Let's make it a perfect night. What is that? Mom, you need to come right now. Would you mind getting inside the oven to clean it? Stop! Nana, stop! You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
whoa, whoa. Dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no. Oh. Hello. 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 Uh, I, I was just cleaning it. Joey. <laughs> I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying it now. My favorite part of the movie. Best line ever. <laughs> I'm just cleaning it. <laughs> uh, and if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's right in the trailer. It just, there's which, a shit. Which, what? you know, again, this is why I don't watch trailers anymore for, like, horror films, if I can avoid it. Right. Because they, they show. They, they give away everything. Everything. I mean, just as a quick example, uh, this past week I'm trying to watch horror films nonstop through October. Uh, finally got around to watching The Apparition. Uh, and? And the the movie poster? Yeah. That's the Has, end of the film. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you now. It's so you quarantine don't have to, all over again. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you now just so you don't get pissed after a half an hour of the film. You can be pissed now and then just uh, not – and again – not knowing that doesn't make the film any better. Okay. That was a horrific, and not in a fun way, film. That was bad, huh? Yeah. That that there's a reason why it was the most limited release ever, and why they waited two years to release it. They weren't rushing that shit out. Oh. No. <laughs> but another day, maybe another day. <laughs> Some uh, other welcome. Time. To movie Sucktastic episode. Uh, we're in the 180s, right? 186. That's right. Uh, and we're, we're reviewing uh, the M. Night Shyamalan film. Ding dong. <laughs> rapidly uh, approaching 200 episodes. Rapidly. And we um, have nothing planned. No. Uh, <laughs> this is the M. Night film. Maybe maybe we'll hit 200 around the Oscars. Maybe that would be interesting. Uh, actually, I did the math, and it will be sometime in January or February, depending on the holidays, hmm? when we hit 200. Now... We may hit 200 sooner than later because uh, I believe we're going to do it again. We're going to review every Oscar film and make it its own individual podcast. Yes, yeah, we definitely have to do that. Yeah. So I mean, it was a, it was just, it was awesome. It was fun to do. I really enjoyed it, and I think everyone else did too. So, you know, we could have potentially seven to ten reviews uh, in just you know less than a month. Spe speaking of which, I finally got a want, got around to watching Captain Phillips. Oh God. I haven't seen that yet either, and hey, you know, that's what, you know what three years old. Let, let me let me save you some let me save you some time. Uh -huh. He lives at the end. Well, I know that. And that's everybody what I knows that. I know. In two hours in the film, I'm thinking, I know how this ends. <laughs> I saw it in the news. I, they I interviewed him. I know. When the movie came out. I know. That's it's. Then yeah. then he sit down with Barbara Walters, the the real guy. I, I don't know. I, I was like, yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> oh, it's well shot. It's well acted. It's well made. But I know. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway. Um, yeah, we're reviewing, uh, speaking of uh, twist endings, we're reviewing M. Night Shyamalan's film uh, The Visit, which I, I challenged to Joey That's uh, right. to kick off our Halloween horror uh, reviews. That's right. That's right. Uh, and my ver my challenge to you is forthcoming, but it sticks <laughs> with the horror film. What are, are you drinking liquor? What? Oh yes, yes, a little bit, <laughs> just a little. Uh, it sticks with the horror theme for our Halloween uh, month of uh, of podcasts. 
Just taking the edge off. Yeah. Um, I should, I should so do that visit, more often. which which I saw in a movie theater, uh, by myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also saw it in a movie theater, but and, with my uh, wife. Uh huh. And so uh, I challenged the Joey because I went in knowing only at the last minute it was a Shyamalan film, and uh, I had no expectations. I didn't even know it was found footage until the film started, and uh, I came out uh, surprisingly having enjoyed the film. Now I'm, again, now now let me before anything else is said, I'm not saying it's a great film. Because it's I, not. I'm not saying it's <laughs> now compared. But, hold, let me let me finish okay, my little preamble here. Compared to M. Night's last two films, three, and compared to 90% of the found footage films uh, released last week, <laughs> this was a decent film. I enjoyed and it. I had fun. I'll agree with that. Uh, okay. M-, M. Night's last three movies, not the last two, but his last three. What, what, name them The Happening, Lady All in right. the Water, The Last Airbender. Um, there was one other one. After Earth. After oh God! So the, his right. last four movies, All right now, have been like c- just getting worse and worse and worse. And I haven't seen After Earth, but I hear that that one is so bad. No one, no, not even Will Smith's defending that one. Nobody's yeah. defending. It. Now, if 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 I may, real quickly, starting with Lady in the Water, I wouldn't say a bad film, but it strained under it's like he strained under the weight of trying to one up himself or be you know he, he made one m night film too many he should have like switched out and did something different right and and, and i'm not even defending the film it was weak in some spots and especially weak uh in a couple of points definitely not a good film uh, i felt I, but but you you feel bad for him watching that because well, like, oh, that was because the film he, he did before that, wasn't it, uh, it was The Happening? No. Science. Was it, the ha- it was, no, he did did The Village. The Village, I'm sorry, which and I liked. I like The Village. Yeah. A lot I of did. people don't like that one. But you right. know what? If you look at his entire resume of movies, you look back and you go, yeah, The Village was pretty right. fucking good. We've we got <laughs> we to we run down the whole thing now, just, just, just to clear the air here. All right, listen. Oh, all right. Uh, Sixth Sense comes out. Right. Yep. I mean, blockbuster, three hundred million dollar blockbuster, best picture nomination, best actor nomination for Bruce Willis. I think the kid got a best supporting actor nomination. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Like it just maybe Bruce Willis wasn't nominated, but it was just the twist was like reinvented basically by him with that. It was just it was that good. Well, I mean, again, and I gotta stress this because I've been seeing it a lot the past couple weeks. Every film has a twist. In the third act. It's called the third act. There's a change of something. There's a surprise. Almost every film has it. Right. The only difference is some. not everyone tries to, to like uh, be a huge surprise. Sometimes it's just, oh, we didn't know this. He just had big twists. And he did them well. Again, Unbreakable, which, like you said, I'm not sorry. Uh, God damn it. Sixth Sense, coming out of the gate. Fucking right. amazing. Everyone loved it. Uh, and right off the bat, you got people that are ready to hate him because the film was widely loved. Of course. Uh, I, I actually stopped reading a certain film magazine, Video Watchdog, because they uh, they gave away the ending out of Ooh. spite. Out of here, this is a magazine that would go out of its way not to reveal the ending of beach blanket movies. <laughs> 
I mean, they were just like religious about it. This one, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna tell it because you know, oh, this isn't a real movie, right? And in th the same issue that they're bitching because Hercules Unchained wasn't released in the in the like original cinema scope nineteen to one ratio. <laughs> so fuck them. Uh, but Sixth Sense, awesome fucking movie. Yep. All right, and everybody that says they guessed it from the first ten minutes, go nope. fuck yourself. You're lying. Uh, then <laughs> Doug I, did that. Yeah, of course. He and he did also that. did the same thing with the Usual Suspects. Oh, I knew it. I knew mm -hmm. it all along. Yeah, fuck no, you. you. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No one, no one knew that was Kaiser so in the first half hour. I don't, I don't give a fuck how smart you are. Uh, all right, so then Unbreakable. It's probably his most underrated film, and in my opinion, maybe even his best film. I, I would agree with you on both points. Yeah, uh, and it was and it was the film that everybody was ready to hate because of Sixth Sense, and it was so good that all you could get was the just the people that would oh it's slow blah, 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 whatever it was a fucking good film right Signs I liked it I like and it I'm too. an atheist <laughs> when I like a film about religious faith and I don't think the religious part is hokey that's a good fucking film yeah I saw that in a theater and it was uh, me my wife a couple of our friends. And it, it wasn't, like, a scary movie, but it was just genuinely tense. I mean, you mm -hmm. get that from the opening of the film. It's very it's very Hitchcock-like, even the opening credits, the way the music builds, just even delivering the credits when it's opening. And you just get the sense that you're, you're not, you might not be scared, but you're definitely going to be yeah. on the edge of your seat. You're definitely going to feel the tension in, in the room. You know, and and it was just well executed, really and, and good. The important thing is that, and and you see this with, from Sixth Sense going forward, he makes movies about people, and that sounds stupid on the surface. But what I mean is, like the Sixth Sense, Haley Joel Osment's character, it this movie isn't about ghosts. It's about this scarred kid trying to, you know, not fade away from the world. Right. And, and somebody trying to help him. It's about people making a connection and overcoming uh, personal issues, strong personal issues. Uh, sure, even his mother in the film was very yeah. strong in that role where it's like you're just looking what, as a parent, me as a parent, you look at her and you just, you feel for her because you know that she's just kind of almost traumatized by what's going on with her kid she doesn't understand yeah. he's just he's just this quiet you know shy kid and she just doesn't know what the hell's going on they move to a new city it, it just you kind of you, you get that feeling yeah, uh, now, as a as a parent even right now me not as a parent i could give a shit about her character fuck her <laughs> uh so even unbreakable it's the whole relationship thing and bruce willis's character right. you know about not having any focus you know uh like purpose and and you know all that stuff signs it's about faith and the family disintegrating after the loss of a loved one village the village again people knock because oh the twist was stupid the twist and and they're looking at the twist now and they're not even looking at the, at the narrative anymore and the change that occurs in the third act changes everything because it makes you reevaluate the choices all these characters have made that Throughout you're judging at, yep. i mean fucking genius so lady in the water he slips big he, time he he tries too hard, and he, he tries to, like, double back and, like, be self-aware. It's like, oh, ha-ha, I'm trying to find the twist. And he's like, no, see, now, now you ruined it. And he put himself in the movie, too, as a reviewer. It, no, he wasn't the reviewer. What? No, no, no. Was I thought he was... Was he an author? Yeah. 
the the critic like was that? the critic was played by what's his name uh the the bald guy that's oh never oh uh, uh yeah uh, Paul Giamatti yeah and not Paul no Paul Giamatti was the hero of the film uh I, I, I never to... I I still haven't seen Lady in the Water I'm guessing oh you haven't then shut up no I, I'm, <laughs> I, I it's what I'm saying I'm you said bald guy I the only bald guy I know kind uh, Bob, of is Paul Giamatti Bob Balaban Bob Balaban plays Fine. the uh, okay I can't <laughs> think of I can't think of anything that you know off the top of my head but he's in everything. Uh, but it it just it fell short, and it was like he was trying too hard to, to top his previous films. You know, it's, it's going to happen. But then the happening. Oh. And did we and, did we actually review the happening? Uh you know what's interesting about that? No, what we did, uh, or actually what you did, is you cut that down to like a twenty or twenty-five minute movie. I, we I think I, we I had think talked I, about condensing that because it's so bad and it's just so just almost pretentious. I might it's probably a good word for it. Oh, just uh, bad. Just bad. I wouldn't even say pretentious. Just, bad. It's just horrible. <laughs> and I think the challenge, I think we were talking back and forth is I think we can cut this down to like a 20 or 25 minute movie. Or That's I think true. I said I could cut it down to like 10 minutes. And then I think you took that challenge and you and you told me, yeah, there's a little bit more substance than that. I got it down to 18 I, or 25 I or whatever it was. Tried to keep a flow to it, but uh, yeah, I got it down to roughly that. And again, r- rough editing, you know, not no, I'm not fucking layering soundtracks and shit. Fuck that. Right. It's all hard edits. I'm I'll tried. What, there's a couple I, of eights. If I had more time, I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, so but that uh, happening complete shit. Then last Airbender. Oh. Yeah. And if if you remember when the, that film was coming out, it had a huge opening weekend, biggest opening weekend of his uh, oh, of his psyched. film career. It's like thirty million dollars. They they used uh, it's just like the first R rated film from M Night Shyamalan, and it was a big deal. And then everyone went to go see it, and they're like, "This is fucking awful." Yes, because the I mean the ad campaign was brilliant. Like the like the teaser posters are just like a, a road with cars like abandoned on the sides. Uh, it's yep. coming, and it's like this in this build up. Like oh, what's good? This huge global event that like you know is like a, almost like a plague of some kind. What happens? And no one was prepared for. Yeah, I'm gonna spend an hour and a half trying to slowly tell you that trees are making us kill each other, kill ourselves. <laughs> it's what? in the wind. The wind, run away from the wind. Wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? Not even the wind. It was like because because trees don't make wind. <laughs> so what the fuck? Well, trees make air, which well, they don't make wind. Yeah, but they but, don't. They, yes. they don't. They don't force it out. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even make the air. They make part of the air to make a molecule in it. it uh, but yeah, you know, complete shit. But now, you know, here's the thing. After that. He's. I, I'm assuming, and I, I didn't do research. I don't care that much. I'm assuming he has a contract. Sure. So he's with, doing with the Airbender. Disney, I believe. Yeah. With Disney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's doing the last Airbender, uh, which they had to call keep calling that because Avatar was kind of taken at that point. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, and that's a huge film. And then After Earth, which is even a huger film, and in both instances, uh. I have to give him the benefit of the doubt that he had little or no control over what was happening with those films. Uh, well, After Earth, I actually... It's funny you mention that. At least with After Earth, this is what I read. That Will Smith, even though M. Night is a uh, director, like that's his credit for the film, yeah. 
Yeah. They said that Will Smith had uh, almost 100% control of that movie and that Will Smith uh, was kind of guiding M. Night's hand a lot during the making of that and that Will Smith realistically was more of the director than M. Night during it. So I heard I heard Toby Hooper directed that film personally. <laughs> then he got fired, right? Yeah, like th- <laughs> like three weeks yeah. in. I mean, it's 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 obvious. I mean, when you when you just look at what's going on with that film, oh, I'm making a movie for my son. Yeah, M Night's filming it. Okay, they just got somebody. That, and again, it's at this point, like they don't even they don't. He's not even a name anymore for them. He, he had two bombs in a row. Fuck it, you're 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 washed up. He's just the, he's somebody to put on there that's not going to give a shit that somebody else is destroying his name because he's already destroyed it. Pretty much. So yeah, yeah. So it, it's just it's sad. So that then, was uh, but, the first box office failure for Will Smith too. Everything he made up until that point, gold. Yeah, vanity vanity films. It happens every time. Yep. You okay. I I I think I'm gonna have to uh, turn my you know camera I, off for a minute. You know what I just realized that you haven't been on screen the entire time. Ah. There you go. Oh, okay. Much better. Sorry about that. Hey, Ooh. you're back. Now, mm. now you're in the shot. And uh, you know what I'm... I just realized? I haven't been on screen either. So it's not like so, I was getting more so FaceTime. Watching, like... They're watching the video in the background. Ah. Which is fine. I, I have lots of featurettes and uh-huh. uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Which so. you can't hear, so you're, you're watching. And stuff. will be flagged immediately, even though it was taken from YouTube where it wasn't flagged. Fuck YouTube. Uh, but I, so I don't hold After Earth or Last Airbender against him. The only film I really hold against him, I, I feel like Lady in the Water is him collapsing under the pressure. The happening, there's no excuse. You just fucked up. I don't no, know what the big, fuck you. The, yeah, no, ooh. it's it's. Uh, I I mean I know we're not re- reviewing that film, but Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher. <laughs> I, Come on, bees? does Come anyone on. know where the bees are? <laughs> It's a very important question. Nobody seems to have to care about the answer, does? Yeah. <laughs> go, dude, just go make pain and gain. That's movies <laughs> made perfect for you. <laughs> thrill as thrill as our hero stops in the middle of the action to talk himself through a hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, anyway. John Le- John Leguizamo was a math teacher as well. It's like uh. really stop. I'm like I'm I'm like wishing he'll turn into the pest halfway through it. Or <laughs> a zombie. Ah, want to see how the other half lives. <laughs> yeah, which one? I don't know which one I'd rather have to sit through again: the pest or Land of the Dead. Ooh, that's a tough call. Ooh, Land of the Dead. That's a very tough call. Anyway, yeah. so we're anyway. but the, the visit comes out. It's a low budget film. It's kind of like okay, if I, if I, there's no money involved, everybody leave me the fuck alone. I can do my stuff again. It's not, and, and I I feel like a lot of the people that are giving the giving it shit. And I didn't read many reviews. I just word of mouth stuff, and you know, I read a few. And everybody that wants to give a shit is doing it because they they, they are so ready to, to to crap on an M Night film. Yeah, well, you know, some of the things that I that I hear. Where, where they nitpick are just they're they're amateur oh. nitpicks yeah you know like oh, no. uh like one of the big ones that i keep reading over and over and over is uh how are they skyping and you know because they're out in like a very remote area and they don't get cell service which doesn't mean you you don't have internet either 
Now, since they show the kid plugging his computer into the phone exactly. jack. No, no, it's an Ethernet cable, so it's better than dial-up. It's actually, it's, it could be high-speed DSL, but you should be able to get Skype over that. Maybe not in perfect HD like they did in the movie, but who's nitpicking that? I mean, I can, because I, I my favorite, but I my, won't. My favorite is, where'd they get the tripods? <laughs> uh, well, genius, since she's a fucking film ingenue, and they packed for a week-long journey, I'm assuming they packed the tripods. Somebody really had that to say. Oh that yeah, was like oh, no, their, that, that, that was their their quip. Yeah, Where's, that was where they get, the get all the tripods from. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll it's pack. it's Pennsylvania, not fucking Pakistan, or some other third world country. And I bet you could still get a fucking tripod in Pakistan too, if you knew where to look. So, are you grabbing your tripod? I'm grabbing my notes. Oh, okay, because I, I have notes. a tripod right here. I want to make sure I don't <laughs> forget anything. I made a couple notes. I have a couple. Um, now, one thing I want to point out. So the, the film is basically... Just, I, just I quick, couldn't ta take the wrapping. Well, quick, quick synopsis. Quick synopsis. Yeah. Uh, the film is about uh, a, a single mother and two kids. M. Night has a thing for single mothers, apparently. And uh, uh -huh. because their father left at a certain age. And she's estranged from her parents. And her parents contacted her online and said, we want to see our kids. It's she said, easiest, okay, I'm going to... I'm a, a grandkid. way to create conflict. So. What? It's the, the single mom or single dad. It's the easiest way to create conflict. Oh, sure. And, and single moms are hot. And so she sends the kids to see her, her grand, their grandparents because she doesn't want to talk to them. She still doesn't because of, of an unnamed incident uh, when she left home at age 19, uh, knocked up, which is implied by the age yeah. of the oldest daughter, yeah. 15. Um, so they like go to this, spend a week uh, with the grandparents. Single mom, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's been in a few things I like, too, like stepbrothers and... Bad yeah, no, words. I like her as an actress. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine uh, so Hahn. the two kids, uh, 15 and I, tw 12, 10, 11? Uh, they're closer in age. I think it's like 13 and 10 or 12. I don't, 12. not 13, no. I would say, I would say, I'll give you 12, maybe. 12 on the kid? Yeah. On the boy, I mean, and like 14 on the girl, 15? Yeah. I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that sounds right. So they go to spend a weekend with their grandparents, and as anybody who watched the opening trailer saw, things go a little haywire. That's right. And and uh, now the trailer's way too long and gives away way too way too much. So don't if you haven't seen the trailer, don't watch the trailer. Just watch the film. The first one that I did is a TV spot. That's what I opened the show with. You should have I, you should have stopped with that. That should have been I, it. I, I was thinking I should have, but you know what? I wanted I I wanted to show just a scene from the movie and that's the best i could do i really just wanted to show that yahtzee scene because i love that <laughs> scene where she's just like chewing on the cookies <laughs> and then she just shakes the di the dice and yells at the camera yahtzee i thought it was but, but great th that th those scenes work great if you don't know they're coming yeah so that's why i don't you know it's just well the trailer in here I would not have I would not have enjoyed the film half as much if I had not if I had not gone into it blind and been surprised by my favorite scenes. Right. I didn't watch any trailers or anything before I watched it either. Yeah. I so, just I knew it was an M Night film. Right. Uh, but that's it. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't want to. Now, um, like you, I've kind of stopped doing that unless it's a film that I truly am ex you know, wanting to see and. I can't avoid the trailer. I want to, you know, a little piece of that, you know. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason why I'll do it. Uh, um, now, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a pat on the back here. 
Okay. Uh, you, you know one of my problems with films these days is uh, movie titles. Yes. I heard so, the original title of the film. Oh, don't, don't say oh. it. Okay, go ahead. I'm, that's part of my reveal here. You're, gonna, you're jumping right on me. <laughs> well, if you want to view it that way, sure. Well, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm trying to say. I'm giving myself a pat on the back. So in order to do that, I have to build up how cool I am by revealing the fact Should that. Should I get out my bongos? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm watching the film, and every now and then, just the back of my head is like, it's a stupid name. It's a stupid name. I mean, most most of his names have been stupid. Uh, bad names. Just, I, I don't like them. They're not good movie titles. The visit was just like, okay, yeah, they're visiting their grandparents. Yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Thank God you did. And halfway through the film, I'm thinking, uh, because the, one of the grandparents uh, says the other one has uh, the, the uh, condition called uh, sundowning. Right. And I was like, why, why didn't they call it Sundown? That would have made so much more sense. And then I read later that the original working title was Sundowning. So, yes, <laughs> two points for Scott for knowing what the right title should have fucking been. And uh, the featurette that was literally just on as you were explaining it. Uh -huh. We do that. We, we tend to do that. Like, it syncs up perfectly. M. Knight is wearing a Sundowning shirt. In that little featurette that was just on <laughs> dur during the making of the movie, so the film at that point was really going to be called Sundowning. I mean, you could tell that that's what he really wanted the film to be called. Mm -hmm. And of course, probably someone with a suit and tie got in well, his I ear and said, "Listen, it's not testing well the title Sundowning." So well, either yeah, that or it's like you we're get getting some flack from. You know, from uh, you know, support groups saying you can't call it that; it's a condition. I, it's like it, calling a movie Alzheimer's or something like that. I, I think it sums up perfectly. If you ever watch the uh, the Evil Dead with the audio commentary, yeah, they talk about, and it's probably mentioned elsewhere too in in documentaries and stuff, how the original they were call they wanted to call it Book of the Dead, okay. and and the distributors like you're not calling it Book of the Dead. No one's gonna pay to see a book. Now people are <laughs> you're calling it Evil Dead. That's it. <laughs> people want to read dude. they're going to buy a book they're not going to go to fucking movies so it's just like it's all marketing of so the visit is. oh see no the visit explains it, it, you know you're going to confuse people with sundowning they'll think it's about vampires it's like ah oh, fuck well, you and, and, and the, yeah exactly and the thing is too uh, it's something that we've talked about it's something you've been adamant about they simplify the titles so much you know they it's just the visit you can't get much more simpler than that you know, it, it just all these films with one and two word titles. It just it's just because I'm fine with one or two. Words. Everybody I, apparently has ADHD. Well, so, I, I, no, no, it's, it's even it's, I'm ADD, fine with one or I mean. I'm fine with one or two word titles. The problem is they're just flat descriptive titles that like like, like again, Captain Phillips. Well, that's what I'm getting oh. at. Most of the one and two right. world ti word titles are just like yeah. the heist, you know. Or tower heist. It's like but it's, tower it's not about heist. ADHD as much as it's about people being fucking stupid. They need everything explained to them. Gravity. <sighs> no, no, no. Gravity. I said everyone thinks we have ADD. But that's it's still no. They think we're stupid. Well, that too. Yeah. You can definitely put that in there. But gravity. Best thing about the film Gravity is the title because that has a multiple you know different meanings to it. Well, yeah. You know. Sure. I, but yeah, so the visit didn't like the name, but they were going to call it something different. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and you know what? It's one of those things where uh, Scott and I were talking today about getting alternate titles for or alternate movie posters 
for our films. Oh, dude. I could see myself since... getting sundowning poster instead of the visit. I'm telling you, I never realized until I'm, I'm going through my collection until you mentioned that to me. And I started looking at it. And thank you, by the way, because I'm through the D's now. You got me hooked. <laughs> um, it's amazing how if you just go back and just look at all the movie posters, great films, films you love. They're all shitty movie posters. Yeah, they're, they all either have the floating heads or the profile of the actor you or three the actors um... standing together. It's like it's just just. There's a website that did that, um, and I believe you, you could find it easily. You could uh, you could just do a Google search for uh-huh. a repetitive what? movie poster or um, you know something like that, something descriptive sure. like that. And they there's a website dedicated to just showing that Hollywood has just rehashed the same poster like ten thousand times. Now, like. Like the the one that's that's one of the most popular for horror films is just a picture of an eyeball, you know, and it's all different sizes and shapes, and but it's pretty much the same exact eyeball or something similar. Then, like you said, it's like, uh, like say, uh, um, like a romantic comedy or a rom com as they call it, where the male character and the female character have their their backs to each other. Maybe the woman is holding on to his tie. They've done that poster a thousand times. They've well, done the poster of the person standing uh, with like uh, their back to the to the to the camera where their legs and you could see through their legs. They've done that a thousand times and it goes on and on. Well, you know so, what? Ha- here's here's what happened. And if you go back to like the '60s, '50s and '60s, everything was like built, you know, like uh, playbills. You know, the yep. words at the top and Art Deco linings and shit. In like seventies on, what would happen is, I mean, either somebody had to design the thing, or even better, once you get into the late seventies and into the eighties, you got people like like they're they're on the phones, like, yeah, you know Frank Frenzetta, Frenzetta, whatever his name, get him, I want him to do the next movie poster. Yeah, it's called Conan. It's like they got they got actual artists painting giant yeah. posters, you know, beautiful fucking posters, hand painted artists like creating something. Artists with an eye for this. And now what happened is now is you've got advertising agencies. It's like, oh, you know, uh, Image 5 and Image 10 here tested very well with the last five films. I think you should go with uh, number eight for this one, uh, maybe with a variation of five for next one. It's just it's fucking advertising scumbags who know how to use Photoshop. That's what it is. Yeah. Artists Uh, aren't doing this shit anymore. Or if they are. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, and if the artists are doing it, they've been beaten down by the execs that own the company and pay them shit wages, saying, "Listen, yeah, it's real nice that you think that that looks artistic and shit, but how about just doing number seven with the with the uh, the guy looking between the legs and shut the fuck up." Right, and two That's, two things. Uh, one, just two, just two, just two to get it out of the way. I do like the poster for the visit, where uh, it's a picture of you know like a house, and it and it's uh, you know crocheted like needlepoint, needlepoint, needlepoint crochet. Yeah. Uh, I think that's great. It's original. Um, it may not would, be, you know, like would, someone painting a poster, but it's better than just about everything I've seen lately. I wouldn't say original, but it's at least not like again. It's not image number five. I will give you right. that. Yeah. Number I like two. Yes. The the reason why this even came up was because of the film. Uh, uh, we're not going to talk about it really, but the film, the voices. There was the movie poster for that is Ryan Reynolds extremely photoshopped on the cover wearing a mm-hmm. pink uh, jumpsuit 
with his dog and his cat. Because, obviously, in the film, his dog and his cat talks to him. Well, it's not and obviously he's, he's, in the film, but anyway. He's a serial killer. And... You ruined it! No, I didn't. I <laughs> the trailer? Don't watch the trailer for that, either. <laughs> if you really want to just enjoy yeah. that one, don't watch the trailer at all. Just but, watch but it. But then you found an alternate poster. I found an alternate poster, which I love, which is a bloody handprint, a bloody paw print for a dog, and a bloody paw print for a cat. And they all, they're, you know, hand first, dog paw, cat paw. And it's well, going vertically. It's just, a, it's simple, but effective. And it's, it just, I couldn't stand the original poster for that film that much. One of the things I noticed now that you got me hooked on the whole alternate movie poster, and again, we're not talking about like advertising companies, alternate movie posters that they were trying, but like people that are just making their own. Yeah. Um, original artists and, and as far whatnot. as i can tell like every other um graphic arts class has a teacher saying okay you're going to redo movie posters this week and that's why there's like you're flooded with them online yeah but like the one of the things that I'm, i really dig is these minimalist ones where they just like take like one image to focus the whole film around yep the best one i found so far is for demolition man okay three shells oh <laughs> i love Which, that Wait, I saw, like, you know what? That's, yeah, I saw that. Remember that film? That's all I walked away with either. Yeah, you're right. Like, the three what shells. What the fuck <laughs> do you do with the three shells? <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the three shells. <laughs> Sadly, that's the best part of that film. Uh, yeah. Um, you know which one? Because I was looking through your posters because you said you were all the way up to D. Oh, and I, okay. I, I took one. Which one? Dirty Dancing. Mm. With, with the watermelon. I it's knew you were going to take that. It's a green poster because I hate that movie. I only have it because of my wife. And just if anyone has seen the movie, there's a scene uh, with a you know a, a line that she delivers about a watermelon, and it's a picture of a, a watermelon on the cover with a green background, and it's fantastic. So I, I can't wait until she goes to watch it and she sees the poster, and I'm waiting to be uh, waiting to see if she's insulted <laughs> or if she's like, oh, that's a cool poster. I'm really hoping for insulted, but, but you know what? I don't know. You know what it is? There's a poet. It, it's like calling the visit sundowning. There's a and, and this probably because I, I you know coming from writing classes and poetry classes, like the big thing is like for poetry. Like if you had a book of poetry, you don't name it something specific. You take a line from one of the poems that stands out, and the whole book's named that. Right. And, and, and there's a kind of a poetry to the idea of, like, going through the entire film. Say, yeah, watermelon. That's what this film's about. I said, what? No. It's a, <laughs> yeah, watermelons. Three yeah, shells. Three, you got it. Three shells. The watermelon goes on the cover. I'm telling you, that's the seller. There's, 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 you can, that's an artist right there that did that because they oh. saw they saw through everything to, like, that unique gem in the film. Now, I know you're saying Demolition Man, but just what I was going through, Back to the Future trilogy, I I personally like that one the most so far. The ones I picked? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's not minimalist, but yeah, I like those, definitely. Those are great. Now, I don't but, know how those will translate to Plex's TV screen, um, because sometimes they have films up and then down. Those well, really need to be next to each other. You can't to get the plan full for effect. every situation, sir, but come on, I, give them credit. I know that. I know that. Um, but if it's going to look silly on a TV screen, I probably won't take them. Mm-hmm. I'll probably stick with what I have. Yeah. But I, anyway, long story short, uh, 
M, M Knight loses a point for the visit title, but it's obviously not his fault, so he does he gets that point back. Yeah, so he doesn't lose it. Yeah. Um now it, it's like you said, it's found footage and also like you said, it's better than the thousand movies released last week. Uh I don't watch a lot of found footage stuff. I've never really been a big fan of it. And can I uh, clarify something just because I know I'm now I'm using the term found footage, even though technically, if you want to be technical, it's not a found footage film. It really isn't. It's really like reasons a, home, I explain. a home, a home movie. That the right. Was but making. ever since. Yeah. But ever since Blair Witch, that's the style, which is everything we see is shot by the people that are in the film. Yeah. And then it's like the footage is First assembled person. later. Right. Now, technically, if you went backwards, you could call films like Man Bites Dog a found footage film, even though it's supposed to be a mock documentary. But it, right. it's it's just it's it, Blair Witch fucked everything up for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So this is a found footage unless it's trying like Spinal Tap's not found footage. It's a documentary because it's supposed to be a documentary. Right. This is a couple of kids with cameras. Now it's found footage. <laughs> it's it's I, I can make up the rules as I go along, but they'll make sense. So we'll stick with that. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And uh, obviously, we're not in the habit of you know giving spoilers away, so that's what we're going to leave it at that. Well, but, but but I'm sorry, I cut you off with I don't watch a lot of found footage films. I don't watch a lot of found footage, and the ones that I've seen, they they're they're pretty awful. Because um, I have the seen gallows. them, I, I don't the like them. I haven't seen that yet, but... The Gallows. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> is it that... Oh, man. Dude! Well, they're so cheap to make. And uh -huh. we, had the, we had this conversation not that long ago that the genre probably will never go away because of how cheap it is. I mean, this film only costs $5 million, and you got a real director on it. You have a real producer, and you have you know a real crew. $5 million, which is probably high for a found footage film. And it's made like eighty million dollars worldwide so far. Oh yeah, I mean this film—it's doing for a found footage film. It's doing very well. It's um, the return is insane. Yeah. Now, but again, they'll do it up until a point where nobody's watching them. Uh, and um, I don't think that'll happen. The, the, I mean, here, here's the thing with the gallows. Let me just underline something for you. If I had seen the gallows as a direct to direct to Netflix release. Right, I, I I wouldn't have thought twice. Like, oh yeah, it was a shitty horror film. This was released in the theaters, <laughs> with an advertising campaign hyping how good it was. <sighs> okay. That's that's why it's so bad. If, if 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 I had seen it just on Netflix, like, oh yeah, here's another one that just came direct to the video. I might have even thought it was kind of cute. <laughs> like, oh look what they're trying to do. Isn't that adorable? This had advertising dollars spent praising it as one of the comeback horror films. Like, oh, this is bringing back horror along with It Follows. Fuck you all. That's why it's that bad. <laughs> okay. That's, that's all. I'm going to have to check it out because... Oh, yeah. What, listen, when, when we, when, whenever Scott, Scott and I get together or we do the show or we just even just talk norm, you know, bullshit, and Scott's like, you, you, you have to see the gallows. Oh, really? Was it good? No, no. Then I know it's 
it's something I need to see because if it's that bad, the last it, one need, I did it that needs to be shared. The last thing that the last one I did that to you with was Snowpiercer. Well, yeah, Scott calls me up. <laughs> she called a, you a, a little drunk. <laughs> he he had just finished watching it. Um, this was like at eleven o'clock at night. My it wasn't my that late. wife. No, it was like eleven o'clock. My wife. Well, because you apologized because of how late you called me, and I was like, it's not a big deal. It's Friday. My wife's in Atlantic City. I got nothing else better to do. I knew you were going to be up. That's why. Only reason I called because I knew you were up. I probably knew so, she was in Atlantic City. Maybe. So I ended up watching that at like eleven eleven thirty at night, <laughs> and it just like I was already annoyed. <laughs> Not that you called, but I was just annoyed in general. And then Scott's like, Joey, we got to review Snowpiercer next week. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm calling so late. It's okay. Don't don't worry about it. But I had good we're, reason. We're reviewing it next week. I'm like, okay, we're reviewing it next week. And I said, you know what? Usually what I'll do is I'll watch a film on a Wednesday for to pre- prepare for, for our Thursday show. I said, fuck it. I'm going to watch it right now. I'm awake. I'm not going to bed anytime soon. I watched it that night. <laughs> and then we reviewed it the following week. Oh, um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's a terrible film. Um, I, didn't, I, I, didn't have as, I didn't have as much anger towards it as you did. Maybe I needed oh. the alcohol. Well, but again, uh, that's because I had like people I love and respect left and right saying, it's a great film. Oh, yeah. It's a genius film. Calling it genius. Then you know what you should have done? You should have done some reverse psychology and told me it was excellent and amazing. And no, then I would have come to the show, Scott, what the fuck? You've been angry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I thought you were better than this. <laughs> and then he was like, um, I'm kidding. I hated it. I have a Snowpiercer follow-up for you. Okay. Um, my, my stepdaughter, my younger stepdaughter, she's in an art school. Uh-huh. But it, it's an art school on the on the on the border of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. So all the art teachers, all, all the teachers in this like art uh, focused school are like right wing. It's bizarre. Wow. And so she has, I think it was I think it was her English teacher. Uh, they were talking about something, and the teacher says, "Hey, have you seen Snowpiercer? I think you'd like it." <laughs> <laughs> and inside, she's dying because she because she had already heard the rants the night we watched it. <laughs> say, oh, I'll have to check that out. It's like you tell. I, she told me that last week. I said you tell her to call me on the show, <laughs> and we will hash this out because someone has to defend this fucking film. There are oh, too many God. people saying this is a good film, and not one of them is willing to make a phone call to defend it. I I say there's something at, foul at play here. They're just not reading into it like they should. That film no, is asking no. you to read into it, and people don't. They just they just no, sit they, there to be entertained from it. No, no, it. no. It's just the opposite. They do read into it. They try to read into it. They want to read into it. It's like, oh, yeah, this means this and that. And you and I, like, we know enough of, of like, real filmmaking. Like, 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 here's an example. The Visit. Right. Uh, like, I, I remember, it's like, oh, it's got a standard horror film, whatever. Then you get to the point with the girl who doesn't like to look at herself in the mirror and she stabs grandma or, ooh, spoiler, whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, there's the scene with the mirror and like, oh, here comes M. Night's imagery. I got it. The girl with self-esteem issues uses the mirror to defend herself. I get it, M. Night. Yes, I get it. That's intended imagery. Right? Of course. Right. Fight yes. scene on a train and somebody guts a fish first, there's no imagery there. Yeah. That's 
that's someone that doesn't speak the English language very well trying to translate something that who knows maybe they dreamt about it maybe they were told their their great 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 grandfather you know did you know 400 years ago it, it just you don't know but it's no, in the movie right. it's weird and you no. walk away from that scene saying what the fuck was that no, I don't want to I don't want to jump the gun here and start re-reviewing, re-reviewing another film no, but am I correct in think remembering that, that that film's based on a, a comic book like a French Snow- comic book uh... I want to say I thought because it was based on a Japanese comic book. Something like it was French or Japanese. It was a foreign comic book. Because I'm pretty sure that's right. I just don't know right. what country. Because in a comic book, you can get away with a lot more shit, and that yeah. makes a lot less sense because it looks good. But when you're trying to like explain logistics, I mean, yeah, I'm sure the fish looked good on the page, but when you're shooting it on a film, everything about that film probably looked good on the page. Never mind. Uh, so when you when you when you can basically what what we're saying is if you compare uh, Snowpiercer to The Visit, Visit's a damn good film. What if that's the comparison? Then yes. If that's a comparison, yeah, yeah. I mean, the end. It's 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 an M Night ending, so it's it's not a horror film ending. Mm-hmm. Which, if anybody that's half a brain understands what I've just said, it's not really but, a horror film. It's it's a horror film. Uh, yeah, there's death in it. Think, it's a think, horror well, film. Yeah, I think it's more tense. Thriller. It's a horror I'd go, film. I'd go thriller and tension than horror. No, no, come I would on. go horror. No, 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 no. Come on, it's it's there's not. De- All right, how many people died in that film? What's the body count? We're not going to do that because that no, no. that will what's, lead what's towards the... spoilers. No, no, it's no spoiler. Just in general. How, what, what? All right, tell you what. Is the body count? There's a body count, right? Yes, there is. It's more than one, right? Yes, it is. Horror film. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I still don't agree with it. I don't because I, you, I see. I don't want to get say too much. I don't. I, I this is a this is an argument better off off camera, off the podcast right. because well, I mean, we right. we could get into it. We can get into more detail. We can talk about the spoiler shit like that. Right. And I stand by it not being a horror film. I stand I, by it being more of a thriller. I, I stand by it being more uh, tense. Now, here's an example. I was going through trying to... I, I'm actually... I was compiling my list of horror films because uh, I was hoping I, w- I would have 666. I don't. I have 620. I've got to add some more. Um, <laughs> and I was going through some of them. And here... I don't know who's putting these genre tags on some of these films. The Burbs. Not a horror film. Agreed? No. Agreed. Thank you. That's. I not would a say that's film. a balls out comedy before I'd call it a horror film. All right. Here, I, I would say the, a horror film needs like three things. Okay. It needs to have uh, um, tense uh, tenseness. Okay. It needs to have fear. Okay. And it has to it needs to have a strong sense of mortality. I'm not saying you have to have a body count. But the fear of death. Okay, I mean, violent okay. death. Violent here's death. A, here's a good example. Here's a good example. Uh, fatal attraction. It's got all no, of those things. Not, not a horror. Not film. a horror film. What? What's, what's the body count on on uh, one? That. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, is, is it one or two? It's definitely one. one. 
Definitely you're, one, you're possibly not two. You're counting the rabbit, right? I'm not counting the rabbit. That is one. Okay. <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> but Fatal Attraction has all of those things. Not a horror film. All right. Come on. You're, you're walking a thin line here. There's a really thin line uh, between this here. But I, there, I have, there is. There is. I have to lean. All right. Found footage horror film. That's it. <laughs> That's how, your opinion. It's not how mine. Many, how and, many? And how, we'll, leave it, we'll leave it at that. Don't, don't do the opinion thing because you know that pisses me off. I know it does. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> how many How many found footage films that aren't horror films can you name? I can only name one off the top of my head. Uh, Actually, found footage that's not horror. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, the only one I can think of is Chronicles. But then, then again, now, which I haven't seen, but uh, I was wavering on Project Almanac, which is sci-fi, but I think it counts as horror because there is an impending mortality, uh, and, and oh, it does. Uh, Project X. There you go. Oh, the party one? Okay, the party so that's one. two. That's two. That's, that's the two only one I can think of. Chronicles, we'll throw that in there. That's more of an action drama. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I would say Visit is a horror film. I, I really, I, I can't see how you would not say that. I, I won't. Anyway. All right. Let's go when ahead you, and rate this thing. You, the Hammer! The Hammer! That's a horror film. <laughs> Hammer, which I still haven't seen. The, the only way this could not be a horror. Here's the, if you made if you the only way of this the only other thing I can think of that should be a horror film but it's not, mm -hmm. just because, is like say Alien. Alien with by any stretch of the imagination is a horror film, but because it takes place on a spaceship, it's sci-fi. Right. Well, well, those genres cross sometimes. No, they cross, sci -fi, but, horror. but but you won't see Alien li as listed as a horror film. No, it's you'll see it listed as sci-fi first. It'll right, get the sci-fi horror tag, but you're right. right. It's sci it is sci-fi first. It's not going to be listed as a horror film, exactly. But yeah, it, it is never, a horror film. Never be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. The visit has the same stylings as Alien, <laughs> and it's not sci-fi, so I'm calling and it Fatal horror. Attraction. No, it doesn't. There's, there's more. There's a higher body count. And oh, okay. So uh, Commando is a horror movie. We're talking body count. No. But body count combined with that kind of jump scare. All right. Tension, All right. Here you go. Build. Predator. The film Predator. Predator. Sci-fi or horror? Sci-fi. <laughs> All right. We're we're done doing this because this is just getting stupid now. No, but I. But I agree with the stupidness. Again, Predator yes. is a horror film, but you're going to see it listed as sci-fi beca just because Every it's alien. Time. Every yeah. time. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's not fair. So <laughs> I refuse I refuse to stoop to that for a film that doesn't have any sci-fi elements whatsoever, unless you want to count the whole thing with them not being able to get internet out there. <laughs> Which they do get, so. Which they can get, yes, because yeah. he's plugging in. Yeah, it's it's Pennsylvania, like I said. It, it It's not, you know third world country it's near mennonite which, country but it's not a fucking amish reservation i've been to lancaster which is pure amish country you know what i can get internet there the yeah. lobby of the hotel i was in which is in the middle of mennonite and amish central 
has high speed internet and well, Wi Fi. So well, you know what? It's, it's, it's you could. It's, it's funny. It's funny during the opening of the film. Like they're trying to set up the whole point where there's not going to be any communication. So like she's telling him, "Oh, when you're out there, you're not going to have any. You're not going to be able to get anything on your cell phone." And then they show that they're going to the middle of Pennsylvania. It's like I can attest to that. They're not going to get any reception on their cell phones. I, <laughs> I've, I've I've been in that zone. There's nothing. What's interesting about that is up until we got lost in the woods, <laughs> I used to I used to kind of really shit on on movies that did that. You know, be like, oh yeah, you can't get cell service out here. Blah blah blah. Then we got lost in the middle of the woods, and it's getting dark, and none of us, except for uh, one person, I think it might even been you, had cell service. But then it's like it would come and go. It was so bad, and it's like, all right, I may shit on it, but never as hard as I used to. It's if funny. it's done, if it's done properly, like it's done in in the visit, it sets it up in the beginning. They are out in the middle of nowhere. I can see that there isn't really any cell towers anywhere. There might be fifty miles away or more. I get it. You're not going to get cell service or very poor. That that came up again recently in reference to a film as well. I forget uh, which film we were watching, like but long it, turn it had one, or something. What? Like long Pardon? turn? No, no. But it, oh. what happened in the film was it was like something where the, like the guys, you know. The, you know what? I know what you're doing here. You're breaking the law, and I'm going to turn you in, and I'm going to turn all your friends in. And you're going to do hard time, and, and it's like, oh, not another one of these scenes where the guy's like, oh, tell you what, I'm going to tell you the exact truth. Write this. Why do these people always tell the truth and then then fucking die? <laughs> in these films, oh yeah, I'm not going to. No, no, no. You play along. So, oh no, I'll help you rob that bank and then leave, and then you call somebody later. And it just reminded me when we were stuck in the woods, and Jose finally gets 911. And the woman, the, the woman on the other line is asking, well, how old are all you people out there? And he starts answering. It's like, how old are you? I was like, dude, dude, they're not going to they're, – they're not rescuing a bunch of, like, middle-aged, or, you know, 30-something people lost in the woods. They're going to tell us to go fuck ourselves. Tell them – like, all the girls here are 19 and half of them are pregnant. What the fuck? <laughs> That's right. He's like, that. yeah, uh, most of uh, – you know, uh, late 20s. Some of us are in yeah. our early 30s. It's like uh, – didn't she tell him that he was being rude or uh, – <laughs> yeah, and he apologized. It's like, fuck you, lady. Come down here and I'll apologize to you. It's like, it's like Die Hard. <laughs> it's like, fine, fuck you. Come down here and arrest me. <laughs> right, like, so what do you think? I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> tell you what, tell, tell my fucking corpse I'm rude in two days, bitch. <laughs> it's like, come on. But it's like every film, it's the same thing. Yep. It's like that same, that same situation. Hi, I, I, I can't be a part of this. I have to turn you all in. Oh, really? Lock the door, Shemp. You know, nice, come on. nice knowing you. It's like one of those cliches or tropes, if you will, that just it's like why any screenwriter ever includes it in a in, in any any point any film now. It's just ridiculous. Uh, well, I mean, he even uh, gives the visit credit. Like you know, the kids play along. So, oh, hi, yeah, we're <laughs> let's play Yahtzee. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and review this. Or rate this on IMDb. Well, we kind of reviewed it, right? We kind of liked it. It was okay. Yeah. Um, just, just don't watch the trailer. And if you already when, watched it, I'm sorry. Right. When, well, here's the thing. I knew it was an M. Night film. I didn't watch any trailers. I watched it. And I liked it more as I watched it. Let's put it that way. As it was building up, you know, I, I was like, okay, I see what they're doing there. You know, I was kind of like f fine-tooth combing it. Uh, and I shouldn't have. I should have just 
you know, I knew we were viewing it, so. But, well, you know, that, that's, I think that's something you and I are able to do more than most people are. And I, you know, not to sound superior, even though we are, but like, it's <laughs> like we're able to go into a film, like expecting to hate it, yeah. but we still give it enough of a chance. Like, like, and we, we have our stories going back, like me would drive angry. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to hate this fucking piece. Let's go. This is, I know this is shit. Let's dive into this. It's like, oh, wow, this is kind of fun. It's, it, you can, and you can like, you can read reviews where you can tell, oh, this person was just waiting for the things they were going to complain about. Like they're looking for them. Oh yeah. And I, Absolutely. I think, like, that's why and, you see, that's why you see uh, things on, on forums and, and review sites where it says, oh, you know. They didn't have internet or electricity or, or TV. It's it's like no dummy. It's like we know that you're waiting to just shred it apart like that. But if you really looked close, you would have seen that they plugged in an Ethernet cable. That and, yeah, they're out in the middle of nowhere. But it's not it's not and, and, that remote. And you know what? Everybody is always quick to criticize a film because the people in the film don't act like they know they're in a movie and. Don't act like everybody. Apparently, everybody who watches films has the world's best judgment and never does anything like that could cause something that sneak up on them. These right. people are all millionaires and live perfect lives. I, I read a lot of reviews of that. There's people complaining about the. Oh, really? What kind of mother would send her her kids out to somebody and not check up on them and talk to them every day? It's like, listen, she's estranged for them. They live in the same fucking house. They contacted her. She did. She they they. They, she researched them online. She knows where they're going, and she's talking to them on the on the computer and every day. She what lived the with them till she was nineteen, and, like, and she's still and her, she's talking to her kids on the you know through Skype every, which is even more than phone because she can fucking see them. So, at what part is this illogical to you that shut the fuck up? Right, just, and, and they, were, just, they were saying it's like oh you know and she sends them out and she goes on a cruise. It's like okay. This is probably the first time she's been away and free from her children for probably their entire lives. <laughs> Every one of those complaints, that like the, the script sees that complaint coming up and explains it. You know, we have, uh, we have your stepdaughter coming over tomorrow night to babysit our children so we can get out of the house for two hours. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking forward to it because we haven't done anything in almost three months. So, yeah, I get it. Not that I'm saying that we're going to go disappear on a cruise <laughs> and she's going to be raising our children for a week. No. It's just that once they, once they're, once their age hits double digits, they can fend for themselves. We're going out to have some fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If the babysitter pulls a knife, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. You know the number to call. There's a safe room. You fucking deal with it. All right. We're, we'll be back at midnight. Don't call. That's how it's going to work out. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I, I just feel like. We're, we're able to make that leap where we're not going to, oh, it's found footage film. Now let me start criticizing every single thing. And, and what all these people complaining about the, the children dialogue, which even I was annoyed at first, but like, oh, real kids don't talk like that. It says uh, emotionally abused, intelligent children do talk like that. <laughs> I know. I know a couple. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fucking wow. kids talk. They're annoying. They say shit they shouldn't. And they keep, you know, in, in uh, oh, what's with all this? What's with all the, the slang? Yeah, where'd that slang come from? Oh, that's right. Everybody's using it. <laughs> Although I, I could do without the rapping. 
but just, but that was the point. It's like okay, so uh, like like some people like missed the point where they like oh yeah, what do they think? You know, it was horrible rapping. Yeah, that that was the point. It's a twelve year old kid rapping. It's not supposed to be fucking brilliant. His name is T Diamond Stylus. T, T it was a diamond. I, I was like it's T something. It's T. T something Silas. I'm just they keep uh, whatever. I don't care. I I, I didn't even look. I it actually up. I actually felt uncomfortable. If the rapping was so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, but again, it's it's like, and your kids aren't that old yet. But I'm sure you kids already spend a lot of time singing and doing stuff that's just like, yeah, oh, you're god awful. Oh, you're oh, god awful. But, yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna support it because I I don't want you know. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't want you to drive you the drugs at an early age. So yeah, they, no, they you're talented. They don't start rapping. I mean, but yeah, so it, it's children trying to identify themselves to try to create a personality by latching on to an uh, image or a set and mimicking that. Yeah, that's what fucking kids do. That's, that's what people do. I know I know middle aged people that fucking act just as stupid as these kids no. on a regular basis. So sh- shut the fuck up. All right. So the film uh, six is stars. six and a half, six point five. Right. I, I, I oh, oh uh, us? Yeah, no, I'm good with six. It's definitely not good enough for a seven, but I don't no. think it deserves a five. Definitely, no, it's better than average. So, I, but not that, but not that, but better. not that much better. But it yeah, is better. I, wow, we're, we're in total agreement. Real quick, six down the line. Yep. And that's out of um, eighteen thousand users. And Scott checks his demographics real quick, and no, no spikes. The highest rating is seven at twenty five percent. And uh, it's it's like six point something across the board. It's not even worth mentioning anything. Even even the IMDb staffs like towed the line with this one. Yeah, and you know what that proves? As What's far as that? M Night film goes, it proves the film is so not bad that even the people that are ready to shit on it can't drag the rating below a, a six. True. It's just like yeah, I mean you've got well he's done four. so many so many films that were bad that this is a breath of fresh air people are saying this is his comeback oh he's back it is and it's like oh, it well is. it is it only is. because his last four films have been so bad but, but if his last four films were above average you know like this well, then people wouldn't be saying that he did the worst thing you could ever possibly do as a young filmmaker he came out of the gate with a smash hit yeah and he's fucked there's nowhere up to go but up for there. Yeah. I mean, and there's a difference between like 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 coming out with a smash hit and then like maybe coming out with like an underground sleeper hit uh, that that gets you like contracts, like say Kevin Smith with Clerks. Well, yeah, uh, true. Which and he ruined, he spoiled that fucking. Uh, never mind. But yeah. I mean, this is like, oh, this is my first major film, and look, oh, it's it's winning awards left and right, and people love me, and it's it's being hailed as genius. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Oh shit. It's kind of like what happened with, uh, well, it's not exactly what happened with Quentin Tarantino, but oh, no, Quentin, it's, it, that was a sleeper it's similar. It's Reservoir Dogs, Sleeper, but, Pulp Fiction, Smash. Okay, yeah. But, but then they, they analyze everything he does. It's like, well, the next thing better be better than the last. And then after he does Jackie Brown, he kind of falls off the face of the earth for a little while. Because well, as he should have. The pressure was really just fucking high, and I think I remember even us having the conversation about right before when Kill Bill came out because we saw that in a theater, the two of us. Um, and you lean over scared. to me, 
before the film start starts, he goes, "This better be so fucking violent." <laughs> and I'm not even paraphrasing; those are pretty much verbatim. And the way that film opens, I think we just looked at each other and go, we just kind of nodded. Go, I think we're okay. <laughs> well, Quentin yeah. Tarantino is, is, you know, and dude, I, I, I tell you, um, he is a weird case, and like, it's a slightly different story. But I mean, if you look at it, when he came out, and, I, and I'm just bringing up his filmography just to uh, refresh my memory here. I think he's now, on his eighth film. Well, uh, Hate, as far Hateful as, Eight, which comes as far out in as, December. As far as being like writer director. Okay. Now, when he when he did Reservoir Dogs, uh, I mean, right from the start, he was like, you know, I want to direct. He was doing the screenplays. He wanted to direct the films too. He was really he want he was jumping right in. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I'm not just a writer. Well, that's also uh, another thing that he had a problem with. For a little while, he didn't know if he was going to fucking act or direct. He he acted <laughs> in a few films for a little while. It's like, well, wait well, a minute. What are you doing? You're supposed to be directing films, but he's acting in more films than directing right now. But I, you know what? I, it's it's this is like right out of Woody Allen's um, Annie Hall. I'm I'm at, I think the Angelica online to see uh, four rooms. Okay. And there's somebody like, and this was around the same time that he was doing. He was like acting in a stage play too. Oh, okay. And there's some and there's somebody online like just like shit-talking Tarantino up and down. I was like, oh, yeah, now he wants to be an actor. Like, oh, he put himself on the screen. Like, oh, what, are you an actor? Right? I'm like, dude, the guy was a video store clerk five years ago. Now he's, like, producing films. Let him fucking act. <laughs> Let him act. What is it? It's not like he's bad. He's pulling off whatever. Whatever he does, he does it to an extent. <laughs> yeah, he's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. Crystal. <laughs> And at least he knows, hey, I'm obnoxious. I'm going to play obnoxious characters. Hey, right. let him fucking do it. What? Well, I, I just like, I couldn't. It's like when like Mel Gibson directed. Oh, he directed himself. He's not the first one. <laughs> and, you know, when he does that, he's not just directing himself. He's directing the whole film. So he's got yeah. a lot on his mind besides how good I look. And by, by the way, by the time he got the Braveheart, He's pretty set in being a star. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Everybody, take a step back, fucking breathe, and let the person that is like making films make him. When he fucks up, then you can bitch. Uh, but all I was gonna say was like the, the problem with with him was that uh, Reservoir Dogs, um, and I, I'm also counting the films he he wrote and then didn't direct. So you got Reservoir Dogs. You've got uh, what the Christian Slater one. Um, True, uh, oh, true, true romance. True romance. You've got uh, nat natural born killers. Pulp yep. fiction. He he was like, okay, here's the action guy. Here's the action guy, and then he finally gets to do Jackie Brown, which is an Elmore Leonard, and he's like, you know, he, you know, he grew up loving these pulp novels and shit. And Elmore Leonard's a god, apparently. I never could get into it myself, and it doesn't do well. And it's like, oh, all right. And I think that was the kick in the ass he needed to say, hey, you know what? I'm not just an action guy. I like all these genre films. And if you look, every, ever since that, what he said was, hey, I'm doing every exploitation genre I loved. So he did the samurai film. Then he did horror film. And not even just horror film. He Because like, he kind of like you know joined in with Dust Till Dawn on that. But you know, with Death Proof, it wasn't just horror film. It was just like that 70s kind of car chase film. Then he did a war film. Then he did a western. It's like he, <laughs> he, he, he snapped out of his... 
his this rut and said, "Okay, yeah. I'm not going to let I'm not going to let my popularity dictate what I'm doing anymore." Unlike Kevin Smith, who tried to do something different, failed once or twice, and said, "Hey, how about more dick jokes in Clerks 3? Huh. And I I know I I do shit on Kevin Smith a bit more than I should probably, but hey, when you grow up admiring somebody for like five or six years and then they they pull this shit, you're kind of allowed. That's all. I, you know, when I saw Gary last time, I, I, I told him about that. Oh, you did? <laughs> he was on that podcast with Kevin Smith. That's right. And he and mentioned, he, like, they, oh, they yeah. Brought, the, both of them, they brought up you specifically. Yeah, and then and, and then he mentioned, and, and Kevin Smith asked him, oh, you know, does he... Is he uh, one of know, the ones I lost? <laughs> yeah, he should talk to me or just like, you know, and, and, Gary, and Gary says, oh, no, he's... He's he's loyal about that kind of stuff. He kind of, he really he really stays true. He doesn't he doesn't go back on people he likes. And that was like literally a month after I spent half an episode just like destroying him. <laughs> yeah yeah. I told him so. And he like, apologized. I'm sorry, Scott. I said no 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 no. I'm not criticizing you. I just thought it was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in the, it's like because like the minute you said that I'm thinking that cocksucker. <laughs> not him, Kevin Smith. <laughs> And I you remember you 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 talking about uh, the next podcast, or maybe it was just directly to me. You're like, I feel kind of bad a little bit. That lasted you know, for like a day or two. But yeah, you're no, like, I, yeah, no, no, maybe you know, maybe I should you know back off if, on Smith a little bit. Kind of feel if you, bad, you know. If if you listen to the podcast, there's a couple episodes where I suddenly get very friendly about Kevin Smith. It was after that show. Yeah, yeah. It was like I, I felt so guilty. It was like. Yeah, you know, I kind of shot. I talk shit about Kevin, but you know, he's kind of a good guy. And you, you really, you got to give him a little. Like, six months later, fuck him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it it, came, yes, it, it came full circle. It wore I off. I think, I think, Cop and a Half came out then. No, no, you know what happened? I tried to watch Red State, and then I was like, you know, no, not no. I take that back. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't gotten ten minutes past that. By the way, I still yeah, haven't watched. I watched. I watched all of Red State. I haven't watched Tusk. Really? You got past the opening dialogue? I yeah yeah. Holy! I was like, all I could think was like, yeah, twenty years. Your writing's improved. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I... any, anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, six point six point six stars for a visit. Six. Let's move on now, to your uh, your challenge. You have a challenge for me. I do have a challenge for you. Now, there's only one. And this is very similar to how I challenged uh, Innocent Blood to you, with the the one actor from Loverboy. I just I said that he just reminded me of Robert Loja, the entire time. So I challenged you a Robert Loja film. Uh-huh. Well, the the kid in here, um, what's his name? His name is uh, Tr- Tyler. He reminds me of, and this name isn't going to ring a bell at all, but his films will. Uh, Joshua John Miller. Um, reminds me exactly of him. He's got the same lisp. He's got the same mannerisms. He looks a lot like him, too. Okay? Now, I'm challenging you to one of his films. It's a horror film. It falls in line with, you know, our horror theme for the podcast. You got this face. Now... I wish you hadn't said his name because I already cheated and typed him into IMDb. I saw that you did that. 
So, but I, I you're have, seeing have, him. Uh, what you're seeing him in IMDb is is probably mostly as an adult. Maybe. What you should be seeing is him as a child actor, which is and, the connection. And, well, that narrows it down to two films. Well, he's been in a few, and most notably, his most famous uh, of films that he's been in are films like River's Edge, Teen Witch, and Near Dark. And I figured you weren't challenging me to Near Dark because of course that's not. a good film. We love that movie. So what film do you think I'm challenging you to? With all I, of that said. I think you're challenging me to Season of the Witch. You fucking got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I, and I wouldn't have gotten that if I hadn't cheated. Well, I figured you wouldn't because he's not a very well-known actor. The films that he's been in are very well-known. Um, and if you grew up in the 80s, you know exactly who he is by when you see one of those films, not by his name. So... Hey, did you know he actually wrote Season of the Witch too? No, he didn't. I know, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he did write and direct some other short film, I think. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the the both of them, it, I had to look, I, 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 and I knew it wasn't, but I looked anyway. I was like, is that like his dad or something? Because he looks like him, he talks like him, he's got the same lisp, it just... I had to look it up, and I was just like, all I kept thinking of was that this kid that were in these films that I grew up with uh, when I was young. And I was like, that's that's my connection. That's the challenge. Yeah. I don't think I, I, I would have did it any other way, to be honest. And we should be reviewing films like Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which has nothing to do with Michael Myers. They had made two films at that point, and they said, you know what? Let's do something different. Then that didn't work, and they made like five more Michael Meyer movies after that. Well, I mean, it was '82, and and, and like uh, they wanted the, they wanted to cash in on the Halloween franchise name, but I, I think, uh, and I'm trying to I'm trying to think, uh, it's kind of hard to separate the '80s and anything but the '80s. But at one point, the the whole slasher film be, started quickly became a joke, like oh, you know, uh, next next thing, Jason twenty three. They didn't know how right they are. Uh, so it was like, okay, we need to, we want to use the Halloween franchise, but we don't want to um, use the same character right? at all. So, yeah, and, which is a complete cheat to anybody at all. So I think next week is going to be a fun review because I've seen that movie literally. Oh, we can review it right now. Let's be fair. 20 times. Exactly. Uh, like 20 times I've seen that. Easily twenty times. And so. you, you know what I like? I, I'll just say it right now. My favorite thing about Halloween Three is that Carpenter did not write or direct it. Nothing to do with it. But it's a fucking Carpenter film. Yeah, they really modeled it's, the way that film was made after after did, his they, style. If they had tried, it's creepy how like right down to like using the same actors that Carpenter used. Yeah. It's just, it's a Carpenter film. It's like every time I watch it, I have to f remind myself physically. I have to speak out loud. This is not a Carpenter film. I, <laughs> it's just, it fucking feels like right down to the music, everything. It's, yep. it's, it's almost like I, 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 it's, it's almost like he pulled a Toby Hooper or something, and like, oh no, no, Tommy Lee Wallace, he wrote and directed this. I, I simply stood on the sidelines and cheered him. 
Meanwhile, that, yes, he's pulling yes, all I, the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I was a B-roll director. Yeah, yeah. I was doing all that other stuff. Like sure, sure. And, and that was his that was his uh, directorial debut. I'm trying to see if that's his first written film. Well, why don't uh, we save old... that for next week? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry, you got me on a roll. <laughs> but uh, fuck yeah, it, it's that's a Carpenter film. Yeah, no, it's. And it's days be, it's Halloween, gonna... Halloween. Stop! Stop it! Stop! <laughs> you Turn it stop. off! Turn it off! <laughs> I, I I purposely didn't go with the theme song because I want to do that next week. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop. Okay. Uh, all right. Are we done? I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. All right. Uh, fun review. All right. Very good. All right, everyone. Thank you, as always, for joining us for another episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 186. Make sure you go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download all of the shows there. Make sure you tune in every Thursday at 8 o'clock and watch the show live. Or... You, if you can't do that, you can always catch the show uh, on our live stream page uh, until those motherfuckers take that shit down. <laughs> but, hey, we have a YouTube channel, but they don't allow yeah! us to post our fucking videos. <laughs> uh, it takes a month to get a video on there because they flag everything. All right, I'm not going to go into that. Just, every time. All right, so you can download the show right from the website as well. You can listen to it right from the website. Uh, you can also go to iTunes. And you can get the show there. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You can also leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. And if you want to download the free Android app for your phone or your tablet or whatever the fuck you're using... It's 100% free. Just go to the Google Play Store and do a search for Movie Sucktastic. 100% free. Everything I just talked about is in the app. You'll love it. Uh, and, of course, the mobile version of the site is coming soon for all you iTunes. iTunes, I say that every week. iPhone users. And uh, if you want to look at the site from your phone on your uh, Android as well, uh, that's coming. So, that about does it. Scott, do you have any words of wisdom I was just cleaning it. <laughs> My favorite part of the film. <laughs> I was just cleaning it. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>